Welcome to the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple brain-based approach to ending binge eating. I'm Katherine Hansen, your host, and I want to welcome you to the show today. This is the Q&A show for November, and today's show is going to be a little different as far as how my Q&A shows typically go. Instead of picking one or more specific questions that a listener submitted to the podcast, I'm going to be addressing something that came up this past week and that several listeners and readers of my book reached out to me to ask me questions about. The brief version of what happened last week that raised some questions was that there was a video done by Susan Pierce Thompson of Brightline Eating on her blog where she talked about my book, Brain Over Binge. And before I kind of get into some of the questions that were asked of me, I want to say that this video said so many kind things about my book, and I'm so grateful for that. I truly appreciate, um, Susan, if you're listening, you taking the time to share your thoughts. And she also brought up a lot of important points, like the importance of not blaming binge eating on your emotions and not thinking you have to solve all of your other problems in order to fix your problems with food. I really appreciate her taking the time not only to read my book, but to comment on it and this message of empowerment and that you are capable of fixing your eating problems without solving all of your other problems first is just something I hope that can become more mainstream. So I appreciate her also sharing that message. Where the questions came in to me last week were regarding something she said toward the end of her video about separating yourself from any thoughts that encourage you to go off of your eating plan and not act on any thoughts that encourage you to eat in a way that's different from your set plan. And in her video, she was referring to her Brightline eating plan that she teaches. Now, I'm not an expert on this eating plan that she teaches. I'm not an expert on her program. So I'm not going to address that specifically today. So I want to be very clear up front that this podcast and what I talk about here is not specifically about the Brightline eating plan. It's just about eating plans in general in order to clear up some confusion about the intent of the Brain Over Binge approach and, like I said, the questions that I received last week. So for those of you who are familiar with the Brain Over Binge approach, you know that I teach the strategy of dismissing binge urges which is basically a practice of separating yourself from the thoughts that encourage binge eating and not acting on those thoughts. You can learn more about dismissing urges by listening to the first several episodes of this podcast. And also you can get my free ebook through the link in the show notes and that can teach you more about how to dismiss binge urges. What I teach is specifically for binge eating and it can be applied, I think also to other problematic eating habits that feel really compulsive, like excessive overeating or compulsive overeating or whatever you wanna call it. But what I really want to get across today is that the intent of my approach is not to use it as a strategy to try to stick to strict diets or to use it as a strategy to try to follow really rigid weight loss plans or to try to get yourself to eat less than you physically need. In fact, a big part of my approach is about making sure that you are eating enough, that you're allowing yourself all types of foods, and I realize that not everyone can eat all types of foods. So another way of saying that might be to learn to eat in the least restrictive way that's possible for you personally. And then also, in addition to eating enough, comes the dismissing urges piece, learning to not act on those thoughts that encourage you to binge. The only way that dismissing binge urges works to get rid of the binge eating for good is if you're also eating enough, if you're eating adequately, as I call it in my approach. Now, I realize that some creators of diet plans or weight loss strategies could argue that the plans are adequate and they're not overly restrictive. And I completely understand that point of view. And some of these plans may certainly be adequate, but that's not the issue I'm raising today. 
What I'm talking about today is clarifying the intention of the brain over binge approach, which is to dismiss the urges to binge. My approach is not meant to be used to dismiss every urge to veer from your diet or your eating plan, whatever that may be, even if you could argue that your eating plan is technically adequate. I actually did a podcast episode about this topic early on in the podcast. It's episode 12, and the title of that episode is Dismissing Urges to Binge is Not a Dieting Strategy. So anyone who wants to go deeper into a discussion about this issue, I'd really encourage you to listen to that podcast episode. That episode, episode 12, was actually the first podcast I did as the solo host of this podcast. Those of you who have listened from the beginning know that in the first 11 episodes, Cookie Rosenblum co-hosted the show with me, and we laid out all of the basics of the Brain Over Binge approach in those first 11 episodes. So the 12th episode was the first time that I was solo and that I needed to pick out a topic that kind of went beyond those basics. And the topic I chose was the importance of not using the Brain Over Binge approach as a dieting strategy. I think this really shows how important that issue is for me because I've seen time and time again that restrictive dieting just prevents recovery from binge eating. Another related episode of this podcast you can listen to, um, which was within those first 11 episodes that went over all the basics of this approach, is episode 9, and that one is titled Avoid Restrictive Dieting to Stop Binge Eating. So I would encourage you, if you are one of those people who sent me questions last week, to go ahead and listen to those two episodes, episodes 12 and episode 9. And I'm also going to give you a little more to think about in this episode as well. I realize that everyone has different takeaways from the things that they read. And it's great for people to come away from the things they read or watch with their own insights and to apply that in their life in the way that makes sense for them. But I really want to make sure that people do not take the message away from my book that this can be used as a dieting strategy because that's so contrary to the message that I want to send out that I just want to avoid readers having that spin on what I'm teaching. Over the years, I sometimes have people, for example, tag me on social media in posts where they say how they're using Brain Over Binge to help them with doing no carbs or doing keto or to be vegan or to eat only clean food. But I just want to say here that my intention is for you to use Brain Over Binge to not binge. Eating carbs is not binging. Eating meat is not binging. Eating something unhealthy is not a binge. Unless, of course, you are binging on these things. There is certainly value in not acting on all food desires that you have and all thoughts that you have about eating. There is value on being able to observe your thoughts and choose which ones to act on and which ones to ignore. There's definitely value in being able to choose the food that makes you feel good. My approach is never about giving up on health. It's never about just allowing yourself to have anything you want and everything you want anytime you want. It's absolutely appropriate to not follow every craving that comes up. And if there's a way of eating that works well for you and allows you to be satisfied and nourished, then it may make sense to avoid following too many thoughts that cause you to veer from that way of eating especially if you need to eat a certain way for medical reasons. I realize there's a lot of nuance in most things that have to do with eating, but eating a certain way to nourish yourself well and to take care of yourself is very different from following a restrictive eating plan and then trying to dismiss urges to eat anything off of that rigid plan. Perhaps the biggest example of what you should not do is put yourself in a calorie deficit and then dismiss urges to eat enough calories to meet your physical needs. That is definitely opposite of the intent of my approach. 
Right now, I want to do something that I have not yet done on the podcast, and that's to just read a small excerpt from my second book, The Brain Over Binge Recovery Guide, that speaks to what I'm talking about today. This is from a chapter on healthy eating. In the book, I wrote, It's common for binge eaters to mistakenly merge the part of themselves that wants to binge with the part of themselves that wants to eat any unhealthy food. They begin to apply the lower brain, higher brain idea to the consumption of all junk food by viewing their lower brain as their unhealthy eating brain and their higher brain as their healthy eating brain. I don't think this is useful, especially when first trying to quit binge eating, because it can lead to an all-or-nothing trap. When you start trying to view all of your cravings for anything unhealthy as neurological junk, it can be overwhelming. It can lead you to believe that if you follow a desire for a dessert or some processed food or convenience food, then your lower brain has already won. So you'll be primed to believe any thoughts that say you might as well binge. You don't actually have a good brain and a bad brain because both the lower brain and the higher brain are necessary for a rich human experience. Your lower brain with its pleasure centers is indeed behind most of your junk food cravings, but everyone has those. The lower brain also causes you to crave and take pleasure in delicious, healthy food as well, as the desire for food is rarely a purely rational experience. Recovery is about trying to get rid of the glitch in your reward system, not banish that system altogether. For example, craving french fries does not make you abnormal or weak, and it certainly does not mean your animal brain controls you. If you choose to follow those brain signals and have the fries, then great, enjoy them. If you choose not to, then that's fine too. Have some carrot sticks with almond butter instead and enjoy those. Don't think that if you choose the fries, you're giving in to the binge urge. Likewise, don't think that if you decide on the carrot sticks, depriving yourself of the fries will lead you to binge. It won't. There will be other opportunities for fries. The methods and advice in this book are for quitting binge eating, not for sticking to very strict, healthy food-only eating plans and banishing all cravings for anything unhealthy. And that chapter was specifically on healthy eating, but I also want to add that the methods and advice in Brain Over Binge are especially not for sticking to eating plans that do not give you enough food or enough calories. Everyone has to find a balance of eating that works for them, but I hope that listening to this episode as well as episodes 9 and 12 that I recommended earlier in the show will help you find that balance for yourself. That balance of making sure you're getting enough food and that you're out of that survival-driven deprivation state, but that you're also dismissing binge urges as well. And I truly hope that this discussion helps clear up any confusion you may have had about the intention of the Brain Over Binge approach. I hope to release another episode prior to December's Q&A show, and in December, I'll also be talking about how the podcast will be changing in 2019. This podcast will already be two years old in December. It's kind of hard to believe that. It's really flown by, but I've truly enjoyed it. I've loved sharing ideas and information with you, and I hope that some of the things I've shared have affected you in a positive way and have moved you toward freedom from binge eating. So thank you for listening today, and thank you for listening to any episodes you've listened to up to this point. And I'll end today, like I end every show, by encouraging you and reminding you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. 
As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences, and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it, and good luck on your journey.